1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Life Transformation Radio. I am your host, master resilience implementer, TEDx speaker, business positioning strategist, and international bestselling author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 79 countries, so whether it's your first time joining us or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here, we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing, we highlight that transformational moment that changed our lives, and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network, Tuesday through Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can join our Facebook group, Life Transformation Radio Community, and never miss an episode by subscribing wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Springer, Spotify, TuneIn, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, Himalaya app, the Google Play Music app, Pandora, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Life Transformation Radio. And as I always ask, please leave us a rating and a review to let us know how we're doing and get your thoughts about each and every episode. On the show, my guests are entrepreneurs, speakers, business owners, coaches, podcasters, authors, amazing human beings that are impacting the world around them. And my guest today has done it globally. If you have any questions for any of the guests that I bring on the show during our live broadcast, call us up at 657-383-1109. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. And with that, please help me welcome to the show, my guest for today, Jared Lawrence. Jared, welcome to Life Transformation Radio.
0: Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me here.
1: Dude, I am been pumped, pumped, pumped to have you on the show, my man.
0: I'm pumped to be here. I've been looking forward to this all week.
1: Dude, I, I mean, the conversation that you and I had prior to the show was not only phenomenal, but was for me changing my mindset in a way that didn't see some of the stuff that you and I talked about, right? Like, right. like, like, like as mainstream, like, like like you are on the other side of that going, Hey guys, nah, 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 let me show you the right way. To, Cause there's always a wrong way and a right way to do something just like in business. Right. There's a right way to to sell things and run a business, whatever, and then there's a wrong way and scamming and like, you know, all that stuff. So, and what you do, uh, is is just absolutely amazing. I'm not sure I could ever do it. I don't know if I have the, like the skill sets or the mindset or whatever, but what you do, man, is a craft, and I cannot wait to get into it because I think it's timely, because of the social distancing and everything, right? And now everybody's online, yep. Yep. so I want to talk about later on in the show i want to talk about the online dating part which i think is going to be great for this
0: oh, oh, for the, the uh, online dating is basically the new way we're heading right now with the uh, with the corona thing the social distancing thing it well what i've been telling <laughs> my guys you know for a lot of guys who come to me they want to learn how to cold approach which means go up to a woman they've never seen before and for that, you know, this is almost impossible now. Bars are closed, restaurants are closed, so it's almost impossible. But what I'm telling everybody, listen, I, I hope your viewers listening also realize this, we can make lemonade out of lemons by realizing this is an incredible time right now where we can focus on our online presence, we can focus on our social media, on our, on our, our Tinder, Bumbles, Hinges, whatever you're on, but also on a deeper level, yep. we can focus on our own internal growth, our own uh, negative thought patterns and how to break those down or, to build up more confidence from the inside out. And, you know, I have my guys doing drills. This is a time to create. This is a time to absorb new knowledge because one yep. of the biggest problems I get when I, when I come across new guys, is they always say, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I, I'm, I'm very busy. Now we got tons of time to actually work on ourselves and this can be a great fresh start for people who want to take advantage
1: of it. I love it. Uh, if it's, if it's uh, acceptable to you, I'm going to get a little vulnerable and give you some of my flirting uh, wow. stupidity that I used to use. Maybe you can use it as a case oh, study of it. what not to do, like military <laughs> dudes overseas in a bar. Like, this is what you not do, <laughs> right? Sure, yeah, I so, love we So gonna, we're, we're going to have a ton of fun, man. Uh, the title of this episode is The Psychology of Modern Flirting with lifestyle consultant, Jared Lawrence. Jared Psych Lawrence is an international motivational speaker, CEO of Modern Flirting, author of How to Meet Your Dream Girl Tonight, and The Psychology of Modern Flirting. He's a trained therapist as well as a globally recognized lifestyle consultant and dating mentor. For nearly 15 years, Jared has been voted the best new dating mentor, received numerous awards from others in his industry, taught over 10,000 students around the world, and is credited with preventing 17 suicides, yet creating over 50 marriages. Using classically trained counseling and cutting-edge techniques, he has helped all types of clients. This includes multimillionaire entrepreneurs, programmers, finance guys, and even the struggling college student. No stranger to helping those in distress, after volunteering at a suicide and crisis hotline center, he found his calling in coaching and mentorship. He's been featured in seminars and popular media, such as MTV's Made, Oxygen's Bad Girls Club, A&E documentary Born This Way, The Great Love Debate, the 21 Convention Men's Conference, Social Hacker Summit, World Dating Coach Summit, and ABC's Nightline, among amazing uh, other media, and is a repeated guest on the radio show Waking Up in Vegas. You can go to his website at modernflirting.com. Camden's link right there in the show notes where you can connect with him and get a free strategy session right there by clicking the link and scheduling some time with him. His Facebook link and his Instagram is right there in the show notes as well jared my first question for you my man i gotta sure. know why why dating why modern flirting what is your deep why for what you do
0: okay so uh, this is <laughs> do we have a little bit of time because there's two main things to this question of <laughs> why i got into this and and why love i started it. modern flirting They're two separate things love it so oh, hopefully i can we have time i can share my whole story here but Look, I grew up my entire life, and I was picked on. I was bullied. I was the shortest in the class, the fattest in the class. I had two friends my entire childhood growing up, okay? And being good with women was a fantasy to me. It was, it was something that was only done in a James Bond movie. I, I, it, was, it was outside of my control. I remember going through high school depressed. Uh, I remember you know, uh, going to a house party. One of my friends, uh, one of those two friends invited me to a house party. And the girl who threw it said, "Why the fuck did you invite Jared here? I don't want him here." And I was just devastated. I remember I uh, wow. I was deemed undateable my school, and I found a foreign exchange student uh, named Gabby who visited the school, and I dated her for a year and a half because she didn't know any better, quite frankly. And at the end of it, you know, she she didn't believe in premarital sex, so of course that means I didn't believe in premarital sex, and I was saving myself for her. At the end of that one year and a half, one and a half year relationship. She ended up dating another guy one month later and lost her virginity to him. And I was, again, devastated. I remember going to prom and what? thinking, I can't find a prom date to save my life. So I know I'll go online and find a girl who's never been to prom before and invite her because she missed her prom. And when I did that, I finally found a girl. I was super excited. I bring her to my prom. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this is it. My time has come. And of course, at the end of that night, I got to watch my prom date go into the bathroom with another guy and sleep with him and just wow. to add salt to the wound. Yeah. And just to add salt to the wound uh, the next day in class, that kid told everybody how he lost his virginity that night. And this went on. I mean, these are just, a I can go on with these stories more and more, but this kept going on where I just couldn't get a girl. I was devastated. If I did get a girl on a date, something just bad happened. She would go off with another guy or or just look at me like I was, I was an alien. So I knew I had to do something. I, I refused to just keep living this way. To me, there was no alternative. I was, I was you know, I think my password to my email was life sucks. Like, it was awful for me. And that began my journey where I said, this is a skill set. The paradigm shift that happened for me, and I urge every listener to adopt this mentality, is getting better with women and people is a skill set which means it is a learnable, teachable skill. It is something they can build up from scratch, which goes against mainstream idea of just be yourself, just be, you know, just be confident and whatever. Like, no, this is like, it's like learning how to fight or jiu-jitsu. No one in jiu-jitsu just says, just be confident, just be yourself and fight that guy. They're like, no, 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 learn to choke hold. Learn how to position <laughs> your hands. Learn your footing, <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's the same thing. No one says, like, oh, just be tough and you'll win. It's like, there's so much more to it than that. And I made my major in college psychology uh, so I couldn't really learn to this. And every class I took was for the purpose of getting better with women. I mean, that was really it why I was there. I was telling people that I was going to be psychologists, but I really had no interest in that. I just really wanted to understand why we do what we do. I did evolutionary psychology, behavioral, cognitive, you name it. And I would go out about six nights a week, almost like every night, just to practice religiously and figure this all out so that you know no one else has to i can i can you know i figured out for them and that's where i came up with everything and I, I put classical psychology with my own experience in the self-help community and i used that amazing uh trinity of knowledge and i came up with my system and that's how the psychology of modern flirting was born but modern flirting i'll be honest is a relatively new uh a new thing for me like i have worked with over five different you know over the years uh, I've been doing this for over 15 years. I've been working with like, about five different companies, and what I found is most coaches don't care at all for the students. They're they're ripping people off. There's scam artists out there. They're they're having people pay an arm and a leg for like three days of training. And when I saw how bad it was and how little these guys cared about the about these same guys who are just like me, who are struggling, who are looking for guidance, who really want a better life. I said enough's enough, and, and so I started Modern Flirting and uh, created my ongoing mentorship program, which I find is the only way to truly learn that.
1: Love it. There was a show on MTV, I'm pretty sure it was MTV or VH1, called The Pickup Artist. VH1,
0: The Pickup Artist. Yep, yep.
1: Yep, and I watched that for a while, and I was like, no way this like actually works like there's no way and he's this guy goes into techniques he's like be mean to this one but really like this one like pit the two against each other if there's multiple women in a group here's how you navigate the the ugly best friend I mean, there, I mean there was literally like nothing this guy didn't talk about you know i was like no way this didn't work you know that th- this actually works but then i saw a bunch more of that stuff coming out where a guy mm-hmm. would teach a, another person to pick up a girl this way or say something sweet this way. or do th- I'm like, this is crazy. And there was shows early 2000s that, and, and you know, really, MTV was really doing it like late 90s. And then early 2000s, this was like a big movement about dating and dating. And this is how you date and, you know, all that other stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be quite frank, that's exactly how I got into this. So when that show came out, I was one of that guy's biggest followers. I was, I was 100% oh. identified as a pick-up oh, wow. artist. Yeah. So nice. when, I, when I first started, I was using those techniques. I was going out, and they worked to an extent, I will say. Uh, the only problem yeah. is you're, you're completely something you're not. You're, it's everything's in uh, line. Everything's a routine. Uh, yep. it's very, it could be very manipulative at times, as you kind of pointed out. So throughout my journey, when I first started – I learned a lot of the pickup artist stuff. And what it did to me, was kind of fucked me up because it, it essentially gave me this identity of one. And when you have an identity, you identify yourself as a pickup artist, then that means you're only worth whatever girls you can pull, whatever girls you can meet and get with. And that's a very yep. unhealthy place of validation. And it became like a drug. So I had to get out of that. I had to go through that mm. phase. And thankfully it was a phase. A lot of guys never get out of that. And I had to learn how to do it a new and better way that allows me to be my natural dorky self. You know, like I have, I have girls right now. I take them to go see like where I'm having a uh, two girls run by tonight, actually. And we're going to be having a Harry Potter, Harry Potter marathon. That just wouldn't be a thing if back in the day when every single thing I said had to be like Mr. Cool and had to be like, you know, one crazy story after another. Like you just couldn't get away with stuff like that.
1: Wow. That's nuts.
0: So I, I, know a lot of, um, I know a lot of guys out there, I've learned a lot of random stuff, whether it's the guy you yep. saw on TV, whether it's other companies. Uh, I just want people to know that a lot of these teachings out there can really mess you up. And, and, and it kind mm-hmm. of set me back on my journey a lot because they're not learning the right stuff for them. They're just learning what one guy has to teach and saying that, okay, here's the only system. Here's the only way. So for instance, when I coach my guys, I don't want to create clones of myself. I'm not looking, I don't believe in methodologies or they have to do everything my way. What I try to do is figure out what works best for them as an individual and how they can maximize, you know, I'll teach them what to do. I'll give them the, you know, how this all works, but then they got to use that and figure out how that makes sense with what they're doing. Uh, just, mm-hmm. you know, just another week. Unfortunately this weekend I was supposed to be at a former students of mine wedding, but they had to cancel it to The whole Corona thing, yeah. But uh, you know, his his approach when he found his wife or fiance right now, uh, very different than the way and stuff I do. But we were able to figure out what works best for him, and that's just something you know we never got before uh, following other types of advice.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, it, I I feel like everything's been been changed like the way that normal life or or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's not, I want to say it's not cheesy pickup lines. You know, I feel like um, when, like people are having more meaningful conversations and, and, you know, maybe you disagree, I don't know, but I just feel like in, in, with the way that everything's going, like everybody's concerned about feelings, you know, everybody's into the, the holistic and the yoga and that we're learning more about energy healers and like all that side of the spirituality. Like like a lot of stuff is more acceptable nowadays and more vulnerability has come out. So I don't, I, the day of, of the jock in a bar with a cheesy pickup line, like I, I, I feel like girls are just seeing right through the garbage. You know, I, I don't know if it's oh, because we're yeah. more connected, we're more, we're smarter. We're, we have more information at our fingertips. I mean, I don't know what it is, but, or just girls aren't shallow, <laughs> like as much as they were when you and I were growing up. Yeah. I mean, I think like culturally
0: we we've adopted, you know, sorry, adapted and have, have a better awareness of things now, you know, like back when mm-hmm. I was in high school, they, they make fun of this in uh, 21 jump street where they send a guy back to high school and it's completely different. What's cool. Yes. Now, you know, back in the 90s or early 2000s is very different than like, what's considered cool and, and good now. But, you know, but at the end of the day, yep. certain principles of how to touch, how to keep a conversation going, how to, you know, what flirting actually is and what we, how we can break that down, uh, eliciting a girl's values and being able to display attributes that you find attractive. When we look at the key factors, then it's still as powerful now as it was back then, um, one of the key yeah. things I learned throughout my readings in psychology is attraction is not a choice. We are attracted to what we are attracted to, and if you can identify that and understand how the how that works, the principles of that, and how you can use that to with your own personality type, then you can become amazing at this. It's it's like it's like I said, it's just like fighting on the other skill set. However, when all you do is the same moves over and over, if all you all you have is a script and cheesy lines and and whatever, like like a story to be told. Well, one, like you said, the girls are going to see through that. They're, they're much more aware of it now because it's been done so many times. But two, on another level is, even if they weren't, what's going to happen when those lines run out? What's going to happen when you don't have a routine anymore? You're going to have to basically be yourself. You're going to have to you know, have something interesting to say. And if you don't know how to do that naturally, if you don't know how to bring that up organically, then you are screwed. because Event. At some point, the lines and what to say is going to run out, and it's going to be all you. So that's what I really try to maximize with my guys: is how can we make the best version of themselves possible? And when I show women, so a lot of you know, a lot of women sometimes they they'll, they'll, they'll hate right away, or they'll be like, "Wait a minute, you're teaching men what? How dare you?" And I'm like, "No, please come to my conference, come watch me in a boot camp. I invite every single girl, any girl listening to this, you always have a free ticket at any seminar I do, any training event I throw." Because at the end of it, every single – without fail, every single woman thanks me. They literally are just like, yes, thank God you're keeping this shit. Thank God you're keeping men this because this, it's so accurate. It's so true. This is what we actually want that we never, you know, get to see. And, it's, you know, most men are just clueless about it. But when I say it, every woman, you know, will be nodding in approval because they get it. They know that, like, yes, this, this would be really great. This is what I'm looking for uh, in a guy. Something I couldn't do before.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that, ma'am. Uh, and and I think that's awesome that you have women like come to your conferences and like just come check me out, like like actually see kind of like what we're doing, which I yep. think is great.
0: I, I never. Hi- so, and that's another big difference is a lot of other companies they won't let women come in. They won't let pe- uh, other mm. outsiders watch it because they're ashamed. Because it, quite frankly, it's appalling some of the stuff being taught, and it's borderline right. sexual assault. I, I know one company yeah. teaches guys to go up to a girl, grab them by the wrist, and pull them in hard, and just yell, "Who are you?" Like that's their move. That's what they teach guys. Uh, uh, grab no. them by the wrist and pull them in. Yeah, like it's all. So no girl's gonna be like, "Yes, that's great," <laughs> right? Every girl would be like, "What? The, what the hell are you doing?" With me, like I said, I'm so certain by what I'm teaching that one. I tell the guys, look, don't take my word for it. Here's what to do: go out and do it, and you tell me. You run the experiment, see for yourself. And with the girls, they know it at face value; they know it immediately because it hits for them.
1: Yeah! Wow! Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, so, I want to run some lines by you that uh, I think yeah. is a perfect opportunity for you to just murder my 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 chick game. So, I'm sure uh, it's not in the military.
0: I would love to hear it.
1: <laughs> I used to be in the military, uh, overseas. Uh, it was stationed overseas huh. in England. And of course, you know, you're an American young dude, 19, 20 years old, drinking age is 18. So you go up to a pretty girl, you walk over, it's like, Hey, <laughs> have you ever been with an American? And of course it starts the conversation, you know? And so, so there's your hook, right? Like you ever been with an American? Um, mm-hmm. or you'd walk over to a girl and go, Hey, she goes, and she'll go "Hi," You know, it's like, I'm American. Yeah, you know, like that was it. Like, you know, like so dumb, so so cheesy, but you're like, I'm American. You know, expecting a girl to just fall over you. Sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. Most of the time if you're like, "Hey, you ever been with an American? I'm free tonight." You know? <laughs> like like right off the bat, just let's go home, you know? Good. Like
0: are going pretty direct. Oh, right yeah.
1: So bad. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Uh I've walked over to to girls in bars and she'll have a friend and I'm like, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt. And I'll point at her, the, the one that I like. And I'm like, this might get my ass kicked, but you are by far the prettiest girl in this bar, even more than your friend. And then I'll just walk away. I'll just, I won't just, I even say more than it, I'll just walk away. Right? And then I've literally had the friend come to me and go, are you single? Like, what's up? Like, my friend's kind of single. But, you know, and then I've had girls go, Hey, uh, my friend wants to take you home, but it has to go to your house because her boyfriend will get mad. <laughs> like, what? Yep, what yep, are you talking about? Mad. Like, bad, right? It's so,
0: it's, I'm going to be honest. It's kind of hard to do what I do and stuff after you know you get a little bit jaded when you see the other side of things. But, I mean, let's be real. Guys are just as bad, too. But it's, it's really just like, oh, man, I've seen married girls throw themselves at me, girls with boyfriends. It's like, it's, it's it's brutal.
1: Oh yeah. So my wife, who who I met when I was in Utah, uh, we lived in the same apartment building, and I saw her smoking. So we were talking, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, I'm like starting to fall, fall for her, right? I'm like, I gotta, like, I gotta like get her up to my apartment, like, like I gotta do everything I can. She always turned me down, hundred percent, always turned me down. Everything I ever said. Wait, Nothing Sean, Sean, worked on her. Did you, did you use the American line? I, <laughs> yeah, I totally did. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, I was right. like, hey, I, here's what I even told I used I used a pickup line from Top Gun, and she laughed me out of the room. We were sitting there. A bunch of us were together, you know, and I was like, we should just go on one date. Like, come on. She's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I was like, Listen. If the government trusts me, you can too. Straight up line from Top Gun, right? Like, Amazing. Like, I'm like, if the government trusts me, you can too. I'm pulling out all the stops. She's like, get out of my face with that. Like, she laughed me out of the room, right? She even tried to hook me up with her sister. Right, she tried to hook me up with her sister just to like get me away from her. I was like, All right, two can play that game. So then I infiltrated her family since so she wanted to introduce me to her family, and I got her mom on my good side. Then I started talking all kinds of sweetness to her mom, trying to be like, Look, I'm a nice guy and like and, and like I was like being all sweet as hell to like her mom and like everybody in her family to yep, the point where they good. were begging her to take me out. Begging Love it. her to you should, about, he's amazing. Like, like you could play this game. I'm the master God, of game. infiltration.
0: Know what you're about. You know what you know what <laughs> when you're not doing full direct. You know what you're doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> man, I was, I was not messing around, man. Uh, and then, and then there's other ones. You know, I mean, everybody's got like their their master pickup line. You know, right. And uh, and, and so. One of them, you know, because you, you're like super drunk, and and I really, if I knew that I was gonna try to bring a, a girl home, I made it a point to not drink a whole lot, because I didn't want the ramifications of were you drunk, was I drunk, was it consensual, was it not consensual, I don't know, like what were we doing, like, you know, so so I really like tried, and so uh at the end when I started I started abusing alcohol and and living a rock star lifestyle, I was like I could pull any girl like all this stuff. Uh there was a point where I would be like, Listen, I may not remember tomorrow. We may you may not remember tomorrow, but I guarantee you tonight will be unforgettable. And that was like that that's worked sometimes for the for the non classy ladies. Uh but for the, most people who have self esteem, that was a bad that was a bad line.
0: <laughs>
1: Amazing. <laughs> Man, like, I don't know. Which it, it depends kid, you know. on the
0: guy's personality. It really does, because there's a lot of different ways to start a conversation and go off the approach. Uh, you can keep it simple for guys who are just overthinking it. You can just go, hey, nice to meet you, or I don't think I've met you yet, and just you know, say your name. It's very standard. It's, a uni- it's called the universal opener. Um, you don't have to overthink it. However, with my personality, and this is good for guys who are playful, who are uh, like to like to get into some banter, quick-witted, or guys who are a little bit more extroverted. What I found, and I'll show, you know, I'll show this to you and your listeners, to be one of my favorite starters, is I'll go up to the girl and I'll say, oh, my God, I was wearing the exact same thing tonight. How embarrassing would that have been? Like, I look at her outfit, her skirt, whatever. Oh, her top, wow. <laughs> and then show you that she goes, oh, you should have, or, yeah, that would be really embarrassing. And then when she's about to turn away, I go, to be fair, though, I do have the ass for it. You got to give me that. And then she starts looking uh... at my butt, and then at that point, it goes flirty. I can say, hey, my eyes are up here. Easy. Watch yourself. And then it just starts going into a flirtatious thing about we're comparing each other's butts. And it instantly goes into a fun, flirty, role-play type situation.
1: Wow. So that's – wow. I everybody try that opener
0: out and let me know how that goes. I'm sharing <laughs> you like so, one of my favorite, favorite ones.
1: So are you concerned at all when you say that, which, which, is, which to me, Guy – Awesome. However, comma, I'm thinking 2020, not 2000 or 1990. The reason mm-hmm. I think 2020 is because there's a lot of talk about the LGBT community and some guys do go out like they dress in drag. I was at a conference speaking at a conference and three drags opened the event dancing and like putting on a show and like like that's what they did. I was like, well, this is different, but like, it's <laughs> acceptable. So instantly, this is how, this is how we've been conditioned for change. As soon as you said that, I was like, well, it's pretty acceptable nowadays. Like I can totally see that. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, I can totally, well, I can, yeah, like, if, I can totally see I, that.
0: If I approach her and based on my look, my fashion, uh, my beard, huh? my, my, my energy <laughs> overall. She thinks i'm part of the lgbtq rsvt uv or whatever community yeah um if she, right. th- if she thinks that's the case then i obviously i there's something i'm doing fundamentally wrong with my body language yeah. tonality my approach my mannerisms uh she, you know right. just based on the look that i give her and and the, and the approach she should pretty much know like okay now this guy is is cl- you know clearly making a joke about it but here's the thing though even uh, if she doesn't you. let's say she does then that's fine too. I mean, she could think, if she wants to think I'm gay or whatever, that's fine. Yeah. get flirty. But then she'll quickly, I'll, I'll you know, through escalation, through being you,
1: you know, amping right. up the
0: flirtation until she goes, "Wait a minute, are you gay?" I'm like, "No, but my boyfriend sure is." Like, I'll just I can make jokes, about uh, it all, you know, all
1: day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that's pretty interesting. Exactly what wh- where I my mind went where I thought, right? I'm like, oh wow, isn't that like and and i literally said it earlier our feelings have now gotten more more evolved we're more sensitive yeah. to to other groups to other people to right because before we'd have been like oh whatever like made fun of them now i yep. i feel like it's more acceptable it's more inclusive it's not like a oh, he is like is that a surprise like oh okay you know like no, like, no, oh, okay. 100%. So,
0: like, I mean, there's, there's certain so, words yeah, that I can't say anymore. Yeah, 100%. There's like, there's, I mean, honestly, yeah, there's certain words I can't say anymore when talking to a girl. Also, I realized even, like, small lies, like, even a lie that's like a fib or a lie that was made as a joke, uh, they'll get mm-hmm. offended at now. So I'm like, all right, I have to go, like, with radical nice. honesty here because anything yeah. can be taken the wrong way, so you got to be walking on eggshells a little bit more now compared to when I was doing this back in, like, 2006, 2007.
1: Yep. Oh my gosh, those are, 2006. I got kids in many countries. I think 2006 <laughs> and 2007. That was my. Those were my two years, man. Like that was yep. like because 2007 is when I got married. So I wowed out right before I got married. Like, oh like yeah. it was 2000. It was crazy. Like my house burned down in 2007. I had massive parties in 2007. I mean, I was I was at the pinnacle of pulling women home, inviting women over. Like, I had a black book. I mean, it was like I was in it. And then in one fell swoop, man, house burns down during a party on St. Patrick's Day 2007. Ooh. Boom. Knocked everything out. Knocked me right off the pedestal, man. And it was just, it. oh, my gosh, bad. You like know what's funny bad. is so, a, lot of,
0: a lot of your listeners right now, a lot of the younger ones probably have no idea what you meant when you said I had a black book.
1: <laughs>
0: like we know, Probably like not. That, that's a dead thing. That that, that doesn't exist anymore. But it sure, right? is. the black book like was we amazing.
1: Oh, 100% percent. You're like, I'm a little bored. <laughs> what? Who should I call? Yeah, yeah. Or or there was like the love line, or like some kind of a one eight hundred number you could dial and like get a bunch of people oh, on 1-900. the phone. And, you,
0: gotta go, yeah. you you got to go big scale. <laughs> go to one nine hundred number.
1: <laughs> nine hundred. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. So so tell us, the listener, your transformational moment. Your, your prom date was with some other guy on prom. You were the nerd, the geek, the, the loner. Everybody made fun of you. Like, you were the guy that nobody would date. And now you're teaching other yeah. people how to ethically, want to, want to footstop that, ethically pick up women or get a date so what was that transformational moment, the scales for you?
0: Well, I, w- I remember being really depressed and going to a bookstore for answers. And I went to this, uh, the self-help section, because I was like, I don't know, you know what to do about this, uh, you know, about this problem. And I started reading a book about these guys going out to try to better themselves with women. And I was like, there's no way this is real. There's no way that this is like, this is a real thing. And as I, as I of course I Googled it and I started realizing there's a whole underground movement of men sharing tips and, and giving advice on this. And from there I was, I was just instantly hooked. I was just like, I, I never realized, it never clicked with me that I could learn this. I thought it was either something you had or you didn't. And then from there I developed uh, more skills, whether it's you know, from social circle, from how to like, grow my business with self-help, from how to be a better coach and get what's in my mind into the student's mind. And it, it just became a, a constant passive self-discovery and, and you know, leveling myself up. I was always a kid who was into comic books and, and nerd game, you know Star Wars and video games and whatnot. And then all of a sudden I became a self-help junkie. I couldn't, I couldn't stop learning new skills and, and reading more books and, and figuring stuff out and, and growing myself. And now that's what my teaching is really about. Like, it, it's so. Everybody comes to me in the beginning to, as you, you know, I just put like pick up chicks and, and, you know, get a date. But the reason they mm-hmm. stay is because it goes so much more than that. They they learn how to be more positive, they learn how to uh, negotiate better and get a raise at work or start their own business. You know, oh, I, wow. I, have, I have students who learn how to build up a social circle, like asking how mm-hmm. to make really key friends and, and network with high value people. I mean, it's not. You know, it's not just fate that I ran into you. The whole I, I met you through another friend of mine, through Chris. And it, it's yep. by networking myself, you know, this is what I teach other guys as well, how to leverage their and, – and Chris I met through Joe. Joe I met through Eric. I mean, it's like, it's all through social yeah. circle, which I, I yep. never had growing up. And that itself is another skill set, another way of, of being. And that's what I teach my guys. So, really, it covers attraction and flirting. It covers social circle mastery. It covers how to create a new identity, how to be the best self possible, how to master persuasion. I mean, this rabbit hole goes pretty far for the guys who really want to dive in and, and see, you know, what their potential is.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. So I want to talk about the online space because yeah. 10 years ago. You're like, "Oh my god, you're on a dating site? So gross." And now literally yep. this is the way that we that people get dates, you know? I mean, in 2010 in 2011, 2012, it was all about plenty of fish. It was all about, uh-huh. you know, again, I think that the guy's mentality is I need to get laid, so what site can I be on? Sean, uh are you, you are you ready seeing, for
0: this? Yeah. Fort- 40% of recent marriages or like last year, the, the percent of marriages of how they met was through online.
1: 40%. I have a theory about that. I have a sure. theory. So people who have, so, so I, I don't know what the stat is. I can li- literally look this up, but, but I think it's over 50% of high school sweethearts usually end up together, get married, and, you know, whatever. Like, they were dating in high school, like, you know, whatever. Uh, because they've been together for so long. The online dating space or the long-distance space paired the marriages to that, to somebody who meets at a bar or they meet at a school or whatever the reason may be that they socially interact and they got together versus the online space. I believe that, that it's higher in the online space than the distance space because it's not a superficial relationship. It actually took work to build up the nerve to contact that, that person. You know how we talk about like keyboard warriors, right? You're yep. more vulnerable behind a keyboard. You can say whatever you want because you're not in front of that person. You don't have to deal with the reaction. You don't have to look at their face and try to say something that's super vulnerable and long distance. You're actually getting into meaningful conversation because it's not a relationship based on sex because you can't touch them because they're distance online. You haven't even met them yet. They're just met them online. So you're talking and feeling them out. Right. So, so basically what I'm saying is I believe that the online and the long distance space breeds better relationships because it's not a superficial relationship or something just based on sex.
0: No, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really like that theory. It also gives us a more, um, you know, online right now, like when, when we limit ourselves to code approach, most men, the average number of women that, that the average guy, the number of women that the average man approaches in his lifetime is 10 women. That's it. Wow. Most men, most guys do not approach a random girl. And when you hey. average it from the ones who <laughs> do, it averages around to about, about 10 women. I personally have approached probably over 7,000. So I'm, I'm an outlier. I'm skewing that tremendously, right? Um, if yeah, you're in the military, I, I, you're helping to push that as well.
1: Yeah, I've been with over 100 women, <laughs> at, least. <laughs> not at even, least. Not even been with, just, just, just approach. Like how
0: many have you like, approached that you didn't know? Oh, um, got to be hundreds, hundreds. Exactly, exactly, but most 100. guys never do that. And I was, on, I was on pace to be one of those guys who never would do an approach. To me, that was, that was unspeakable. So now wow. what the limit's most men to is, is meeting girls through a friend, but with the, with yep. the dawn of the internet. Uh, now, you know, these guys can cold approach it. They're, 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 they're pushed to in order to meet new girls more than they would ever have before. And now with the corona thing going on, you have women who are bored. You have women who are lonely. You have women who are cooped up in, and isolated in their house and they're craving male attention. And this is probably one of the best times in the history in order to actually find a girl who's down and really wants to, like, get to know. It's, it's the easiest it's ever been online, and we have more I girls agree. open to finding guys and and, look, and, and meeting yep. guys right now because they're not going to be attention to they get in clubs and bars and,
1: and whatnot. I agree. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I was saying the same thing just in a different context about business. I was like, dude, now is the time to launch a podcast. Now is the time yes. to launch a virtual summit. Now is it. People are cooped up in their house. They have nothing to better yes. do. So instead of binge watching Netflix, people like you and I are binge watching, you know, things like uh, like Tony Robbins' YouTube videos or binge watching or binge listening, like audiobooks or podcasts or virtual summits or like
0: real, anything I'm else. I'm, I'm reading, <laughs> I'm catching up on yeah. these books. I'm reading all this stuff, but I'm, I'm also watching yep. programs. Like I don't even know who Sam ovens is, but like, I'm, yep. I'm watching yep. him just to be a better consultant myself, be a better coach. Uh, but like, nice. it's so true. I, I look on Facebook and I'm seeing these guys and everybody's like, Oh, there's nothing to do. We're stuck at home. Oh, let's do nothing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The biggest complaint, the biggest problem I get from so many guys is I never have time for shit. People don't go to the gym because mm-hmm. they don't have time. They don't work out because they don't have time. They don't learn yeah. a new skill because they don't have time. They don't yep. get better with women or whatever. They don't have t- or grow a business because they don't have time. Right now, yep. me and my friend, uh, who, who used to be a personal trainer, he's a realtor right now, today alone, we're like, let's see which one of us can get 1,000 push ups in first at the end of the day. Like, we're just like, let's figure it yep. out keep adding stuff to it, right? Because before we'd have time to do a thousand pushups, but now we do. Let's, let's add that in. So right. for the, we're going to see at the end of this, a ton, yep. 90% of people or more, 95 really, percent of people who are really caught up on Netflix and Well We're going to see 5% Oh yeah, of people who have created new businesses, who are now new millionaires. Guys yep. who now have done, started taking the action to become yep. incredible with women Beyond what they ever thought possible before.
1: Yep, hundred percent. I said from the moment in the beginning of March, because I, I, I you know, so we're based in North Carolina, and I traveled to Utah at the beginning of the month, and I was like, man, how different! In Utah, it's very different than North Carolina. The mentality of of all of the coronavirus and everything that's going on, like they're living life and they're praying and they're doing their thing, and North Carolina's like. Buying a lot of toilet paper and like freaking out. You know, it's like like it's very, 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 very different mentality of what's going on. Doesn't seem like a whole lot of people are taking this real serious in Utah, but I think they're starting to catch up because now they're closing restaurants because everybody else is. I think they're feeling the pressure. And I said, This right here, people who are real loud calling Facebook preneurs, they're gonna about to get real quiet. People who are loud and look at my car and look at my money and blah 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 about to get real quiet and this right oh, here the coronavirus is about to snuff you out you will get smoked out my friend because my business is thriving i've launched three new podcasts for people two virtual summits i've been on multiple virtual summits since january you know tons of podcasts i'm on 60 podcasts a year i've already been on over 20 i'm already ahead of my schedule because a lot of people are pushing podcasts so I've got more I've literally done more sales, created more more revenue, and I've already bid on more media than I have usually at this time of the year, which tells me that everybody else that I'm looking at that think that they're entrepreneurs are really the Facebook preneurs and social media gurus that are gonna get smoked out and like 30 days by, by literally by this time in April, they're going to be the one stocking toilet paper at Walmart, not talking about how their lifestyle and their private mm-hmm. jets and all this money and blah, blah, blah. That's what I think.
0: No, well, I a hundred percent agree with you. you like doers do and talkers talk. That's just how I had yep. to learn it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty new to the entrepreneur space. I'm only been, you know, going at it for about a year and a half, two years, like really diving in my, my passion for the last 15 years has just been on the coaching element and, and developing sure. my skills when it comes to women in Soul Circle. But what I realized, and what was so amazing, is I mean, the first thing I did, when I'm like, I'm going to start my own business, I'm going to start from scratch. I hate the way it's being done all across the industry. I want to create a new blue ocean. Fuck this. Like, I, I just, I don't yep. like this one-and-done stuff, right? It's not working. So yep. I, I'm like, you know what? I don't know what to do right now, but I know how to learn. I know I got good at coaching. I know I got good with women. I know I got good at public speaking and I didn't used to. I, and so I'm like, I'm going to apply the same thing that got me good there to business and the teachings I teach my yeah. guys, like same way they use this stuff for business. About 20% of the guys who come to me, maybe 15, 20% of the guys who come to me, uh, usually start off with some job they hate. And then eventually with my teachings create their own business. And they just use it with That's social awesome. influence because they realize like, Hey, this stuff goes beyond just women. I can be good with people in general. Well, every business is you know, an amazing-ass product or service, uh, really great marketing, really great salesmanship. And a lot of that, it has to do with social influence. So when I first started my journey with my business journey, I did the three key things that I talk about in my book to be successful at anything, which is every single day, the moment I woke up, the moment I went to bed, I was focusing on my business. Just like when I, when I was starting to get better with women, every single day I was practicing approaching women. I also experimented mm-hmm. relentlessly. I cracked all the data. I experimented nonstop. I made sure to keep on learning new skills that I could find, anything I could find. And it just it was, it was with women. And the same thing, uh, and I got myself a mentor. Within the first month, I had $5,000 for my name. I was broke, completely broke. Wow. And when I started this, and I 4000 of that, of that 5000 I paid to get a mentor. I knew, like, if, if I'm going to do this, I need Guidance on how to make this work, and it was one of the best students of my life. And I'm glad to say I was able to scale this up to a six-figure business within four months, and then mid-six figures within six Wow,
1: months. that's amazing! And this is my
0: first attempt, my first attempt ever with this. But I, I was passionate. I had all the right things. Like I knew the business. I knew what was working, what wasn't. I actually cared about every single one of my students. I would bend over backwards. I would take a bullet for any of them. I knew that I, you know. I wanted to actually give him something that worked. And so I'm like, I know, this, I know this stuff actually works, so I can believe in it. I mean, it was all lined up right. perfectly for me. All it, t- all it took was that, that elbow grease. And I think that's another big thing with a lot of guys now, these Facebookpreneurs, is they don't understand that it's going to take hard work. This is not all yep. partying glamour. Like, I, I'm going to be honest. Before I started modern flirting, I was basking in what I could do with my skills. I was living the party life. I, was, I always had a table in Vegas. I, I, I was living in Las Vegas. I always had a table every night out. I would bring 15 girls out every single night. I, would just, like, I was living a very sadistic lifestyle. And then now, like, I might go out once a week. And, and even if I do go out once a week, I'm damn sure I'm getting like, telling myself on my phone or I'm doing it for work or I'm coaching somebody. I'm doing it for a reason because now most of my time is you know, everything I can give to every single one of my students, whether it's the group calls, whether it's one-on-one calls, whether it's answering their questions in my group, whether it's planning the next uh, retreat. I mean, you know, that's what I, you know, that's where I'm at right now, and, and I'm loving it. I have, a, I have a better purpose in life right now doing what I do versus just, oh, you know, being hedonistic.
1: Love it. So let's talk about that, and then we'll close. How do you elevate sure. the world around you? uh is it kind of like a one-on-one coaching online programs uh do you do conferences events do you do masterminds yeah if someone's listening yeah. right now going you know what i gotta get better with women i gotta be you know getting that job i gotta nail the interviews you know how does that work
0: so everything you just said yes so i was deciding should i do more <laughs> masterminding should i do more in-person stuff should i make my coaching more of a a class type thing where they can, you know, step-by-step instruction. Should I just do groups? And then I realized, why not just do it all? I literally just like, I'm going to tackle this problem every single way possible. So once somebody joins my program, instantly they get a welcome email. They're going to be getting a one-on-one call with me where I go in, I ask them the tough questions, the hard questions to know what they need, what's holding them back. And I come up with a custom game plan for them. Then every day, they join my mastermind where we are constantly giving each other advice. We're answering questions. We are reframing our negative thoughts. We're celebrating our wins. You might see them on my Facebook. I ever, almost every day I post a new win from one of my students. And that's a daily basis. They also get to message me whenever they need me. On a daily basis, they can message me. They can set up what's called a 911 call with me. And I will personally talk to them one-on-one. Now, I'm, on a weekly level, on top of that, they get three group calls with me every single week. I interview uh, leading authorities in this industry, I do drills with them, I answer questions. I mean, I, we go in depth on every single one of my calls. They also get an accountability call to make sure that they're motivated, they're staying the course, they're staying on track, uh, they're not slacking because it's so hard sometimes to stay accountable, but it, it feels awful when you gotta tell somebody, yeah, I really screwed up, I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> now, on top of that, every single one of my guys, including the program, Every three months, I host a quarterly retreat that they get to be a part of. So they get to spend the entire weekend with me in person, face-to-face. And if they can't make it, I live stream the whole thing for all my international guys out there. So I, have a, I have a bunch of students all around the world. I have just six, six or seven different time zones right now. Now, if that's not enough, I've also created an online masterclass where every single week they get a new module where it's step-by-step breakdown instruction of what to do, as well as like homework assignments. They get practical application, and it's 30 weeks long. It's 30 weeks of bit-by-bit bit breakdown, step-by-step, in by, step, by numbers approach. So I'm attacking it from a master class level, uh, in-person training level, an accountability level, weekly instruction, daily access to me, uh, masterminding and, and accountability and, and support from everybody in the group. It, it, you know, it's something that it's everything I wish I had. When I first started this journey, compared to you hey, spend three days uh, with a bunch of guys, and then hopefully at the end of these three days you got it. Like no, I, this is a journey that I keep, I hope people realize it does take time. But if you have every resource necessary to succeed, then it's inevitable. You will get good at it.
1: Absolutely love it, man. Thank you for sharing that. And I know for a fact that somebody hopefully will contact you with your Calendly link that is in the show note uh, for the free strategy I'll, I'll do session. You, I'll which do you one is... better. Sean, I'll, I'll, I'll do you one
0: better. If anybody messages me on my face, probably the best way to message me on Facebook, Modern Jared, or if they booked a session with me uh, with the Calendly link, or they send me an email uh, saying, what well, hey, what's up? I mean, I want to, you know, I want to talk to you. I want to help you if possible. Even if we ended up not working together, I hope I can help just, and anything, just even if you don't work with me, I would still like to have some impact on your life. So if anyone messages me or sets up a call with me and mentions your name, Sean, and says, "Hey, I heard you in the Sean podcast," I will give them my book for free. I'll just send them right then and there. So as a as a thank you uh, for you know taking the time to actually come out, reach out to me, and because you know for, for listening to the show.
1: Awesome! Oh man, that's awesome. That is that is freaking cool, man. Appreciate that. So get in it. Yeah. Everybody listening right now, connect with them. Facebook, look up Modern Jared. He's crushing it. And he's not just some random pickup artist, you know, that that's, that's not doing it ethically. The guy knows what the hell he's talking about. And he's not doing it superficially or in a negative way. So very cool, man. Uh, dude, I want to thank you for your time. I think this is amazing and I love where we got to that online space, especially now with the social distancing and everything. Now's the yeah. time. Now's the time. You get with Jeremy. He'll show you how to crush it online and offline. And and he'll show you the right way to do it. Not the not the sleazy, tinder, weird Superficial way. If you're looking for a relationship, Jerry's the guy that's going to show you how to do it.
0: I love it. I appreciate the kind words so much, man. That's amazing. Thank you so much for having me here. By the you're way, you're welcome,
1: too. man. Absolutely, man. And shout out to Chris Burns on his podcast, uh, which is absolutely incredible. You were on there on uh, on Chris's Bur- on Chris Burns's podcast, um, and then we got together because he says, dude, you got to have this guy in your show." So. Yeah, man. Um, go listen to Chris's Chris Burns' show, "Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self." Absolutely amazing. Chris Burns giving a shout out to the to the bro there, uh, Jared. Any last words? Any takeaways that you literally need the audience to know and understand?
0: Uh, the biggest, the biggest, biggest, biggest takeaway I want everybody to realize is the only thing holding you back from living the life that you know that you deserve. And having the women in your life you know you deserve, and the friends in the life that you know you deserve, is you, is your own shitty excuses, is your own limitations, your own limiting belief systems. If you take action, if you take that leap of faith, then you will see point blank. You will see how far this rabbit hole goes, how much you know you can do in your life, and how big of a change is, is actually possible. For all the people who are saying, well, now's not the good time for the corona, it's never going to be the good time because it'll always be something. It's life. There's always going to be that job. There's always going to be that situation. There's always going to be that, you know, <laughs> I guess a pandemic in this case. There's always something. But if you can be that, that rare few, that 1% to 3% of guys who truly get good at anything, then you will say, fuck that excuse, and you will take the plunge and do what's necessary, not later, but right now, to get the life that you deserve. Nothing is holding you back but
1: you. Boom. Mic drop. Nailed it. Now you got to do it. you listening, that's it. Final words. You got to do it. Thank you, Jared, so much for coming on the show, man. This has been absolutely everything that I hoped it would be and more, man. I appreciate you.
0: I appreciate you too, brother. I'm um, welcome to come on anytime. I love, I love being on here.
1: Perfect man. Yeah, we definitely gotta have you back, man. When uh when the next go around comes, we get back to like life in general. You know, yeah. we can do the after the aftermath. You know, like all right, so we're out of quarantine. Like what's everybody doing? Like what should we be doing now? So see the sun again. definitely, definitely. <laughs> Perfect. Life transformation radio guests and listeners, thank you so much for spending time with this program come to you live Tuesday through Friday 5:30 p.m. Eastern Time don't miss an episode subscribe rate and review the show and if you know somebody who should be on Life Transformation Radio never hesitate to inquire and send me a message through Life Transformation Radio Facebook page or Life Transformation Radio community Facebook group get in there send a message uh, nominate some guests, let us know how we're doing, rate and review the show, always wondering how we're doing, and enjoy reading all of the comments about the episodes. And with that, I close the show by saying live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart, and I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live a great life.